There are few things on earth that generate more conversation than wine. For many, the thirst for wine knowledge becomes an obsession, and it's hard to imagine that anyone has fully ingested all there is to know about the world's most revered beverage. We all know people who are passionate about sharing that knowledge and their opinions about wine. But we find an awful lot of the conversations about wine pretty hard to swallow. Welcome to Grape Encounters. Your host, David Wilson, his guests, and the rest of us on the team are here to show you a great time. How to have more fun with your wine. Where to enjoy wine the most. How to immerse yourself into a wine lifestyle that isn't simply about wine. So let's dive into this week's edition of Grape Encounters. Oh, you'll learn plenty, but hopefully it will be knowledge that you can really use. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. And it is time for your weekly Grape Encounter. Grape Encounters are not the kind of Grape Encounters that we used to have. An encounter used to be something that's face-to-face. But now we are Grape Socially Distanced Encounters. And a lot of people, I guess, are content to just stay home and catch up on the Netflix series and whatever. But there are people uh, also out there that are reinventing themselves to try to make the best of a really, really terrible situation. So get this. I was online the other day kind of checking up on what everybody was doing. And then all of a sudden I see this video a live video going on from somebody who I just love so much. He's a, a brother to me because he was my first guest on Grape Encounters. I guess it's around 11 years ago. His name is Keith Sarlos. I've got him on Zoom right now. He's in his bunker. I'm in my bunker. God, dude, it's so good to see you. Hello, how are you doing? I know we're radio, but you know we're looking at each other too. And I, by yeah, the way, I'm yeah. recording this, so I, I'm going to post this. Oh, so, great. Yeah, I'm going to post this definitely. But anyway, Keith, what I watched was just so amazing. But I've got to back up just a little bit here yeah. because people are listening all over the world. And I want to explain Sarlos and Sons for a second. And by the way, it's S-A-A-R-L-O-O-S. They hoard vowels. You're vowel hoarders. (laughs) Two S's, two A's, two O's. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, they opened up their doors right at the same time that I started Grape Encounters. And somebody referred me to them. They said, oh, you're going to just love the wines at this winery, which is in Los Olivos, California. And it's uh, the central coast. I'm also on the central coast, but Keith is about an hour and a half away. His wines are epic. It's a family operation. I shouldn't call them his wines because he slaps me silly if I don't give his family you know, credit, right? Yeah, they're our wines. Yeah, they're your wines. Exactly. So anyway, Keith is a master of social media. He just communicates so well with the people that love his wines. I'm jealous, Keith, of what a great job you do. Do you just not do anything else? Because I don't know how you can put out the bulk of material that you put out there. No, quite honestly, my my wife makes the joke that it happened that social media came along at pretty much the same time as we were doing this because... This is the kind of stuff I just kind of do every day. And yeah. like Jacques Cousteau said, if you have an interesting life, you have no right to keep it to yourself. <laughs> great, great quote. Yeah. yeah. So what I saw, the video that I saw, and then I went and uh, dug up some of the others, but th- the one that really caught my attention was you filming yourself in your car 
and you're making deliveries to yeah. locals who need and want your wine, and you're also delivering cupcakes. Yeah. And, and th- it was not the fact that you were delivering wine that caught my attention. It was just the attitude. You're always so positive, and I just felt happier and better after watching you. And it was, well, it was great. Talk to me about the various things that you're doing to cope right now. Well... You know, it's interesting you say cope because what I'm going through right now is not the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life. And I kind of need to keep that always in the forefront of my mind. And we're farmers first and foremost. So every wine we make is 100% estate. So we're out farming every single day of the year nonstop. You know, selling wine and making wine is just something we have to do to continue to farm. My dad's sitting on the back of a tractor right now. We were just out in the vineyard. And honestly, I always have one thing that rings true in my head, which is something my grandpa said to me quite a long time ago. He drug me to a warehouse and it was a disgusting bathroom. And he said, "Uh, here's your stuff. I want this clean. And I said, okay. And I was a little kid. And he said, hey, listen, you don't have to be a janitor every day of your life, but today you do. So you might as well enjoy it. And that mindset has always kind of been with me. And going out and making deliveries, it's not hard. It's fun. You get in the car and you drive it it around and knock on someone's door, hand them their wine. You see their face lights up and they're like, Keith, is that you? And I go, yeah, out making deliveries. This is great. You know, I'm not going to sit home. You need to keep moving forward. And I think if everybody does that in some way and, you know, betters themselves somehow, picks up the guitar that they haven't been playing or paint or whatever, this is going to be a highly beautifully creative time. And it's just what we do with our time. We're all running out of it. I think the the hard part is this. And as you know, uh, I also have a a wine tasting room. Yeah. And on one hand, we want people to have some degree of normalcy to allow people to really enjoy the things that they enjoy in their normal life and maybe even to a higher degree. But there's also that feeling sometimes that I get that if I'm too joyful and I spread too much happiness that people might look at me and say, hey, this is a somber time. I know you're shaking no, your head. That's, no, that's wrong. That's absolutely incorrect. I mean, if you really think about it, the only thing you don't have to do right now is go to work. You're sitting in your home. You can clean it. You can make it nicer. You can paint the walls. You can, you know, read with your kids. You can do all the things that you say that you wish you would do if you only had more time. Keith, I'm sorry, but I have to remind you, I'm, yeah. I'm at work right now. This is what so I do. So am I. Well, I know. You said you don't have to work. <laughs> well, no, no, no. But if you're talking about people, you know, sitting home or being somber. It's like, no, that's not the case. And and I feel terrible for what's going on in the world. I'm not overstepping that at all. Yeah. But what I am saying is if you wash your hands and you keep yourself clean and keep yourself quarantined, I'm not saying go to the beach. What I'm saying is we all have to live within certain guidelines right now, but that doesn't mean you can't have fun. And opening bottles of wine every night and delivering to people's homes. I don't touch anybody. I'm wearing gloves and a mask and everything has brought me joy. And I think if you're trying not to spread joy right now, you're doing the wrong thing. We should be singing from the balconies of of our homes. Have you noticed that people have just in the past few weeks just gotten nicer? Yeah, absolutely. People are waving from across the streets. People are waving when you pass them in the car. I mean, we're cutting away all of the garbage that takes our time, sitting in traffic, things that we're doing to, you know, busy ourselves. And we're getting back to the basics. And I think it's beautiful. 
beautiful. People are drinking good bottles of wine with people they love and, and experimenting with making their own food at home. And what is more wholesome and more beautiful than that? In my house, I've got my sous vide. I've got mm-hmm. my Instant Pot. I've got my air fryer. And I am cooking. And it's just me. I am cooking. It's awesome, though. I am cooking for just me every day. And I'm having so much fun. And, you know, I've got my little dog. So we'll sit down. And if there's meat in whatever I cook, which there always is, right? Then I, you know, give him his little piece. And he tells me whether or not I was successful with my recipe. I think people are really reaching out and doing things that they wouldn't normally do. One thing that's really cool is that a lot of people are learning new languages, which means, Keith, that they'll be able to pronounce things like Gewürztraminer. Yeah. You you know, Chateauneuf de Pop, (laughs) stuff like that. Tell me how you're communicating beyond delivering the wine. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. What online tools are you using to spread more joy besides just delivering wine and cupcakes? Quite honestly, you know, my Instagram feed, my Facebook, whatever, is just me going out and living every day and posting what I'm doing. There's no strategy to it. There's no uh, let me think of how I'm going to manipulate people to, to, to buy wine. I think that smells counterfeit very quickly and you always know when it's fake. That is a really, really good point. Yeah. Yeah. And right now I'm not doing anything. You know, I'm not saying, oh, God, please buy this. We're going to have a glut. You know, right now I'm, I'm 83% sold out for the entire year. That's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And my goal is to put it in the hands of people who love it. We don't sell in any stores. We don't sell any restaurants. So the people who have bought wine from us in the past and continue to, you know, support us like family have been to our tasting room. They've been here. They bought wine from us. They have a personal connection. Right now, everybody else who's just trying to get whoever follows them or they're just, oh, buy something. It's kind of gross. And I think anybody that's in business that does a poor me, you know, really, I just kind of look past that because this is a time where we can really reinvent ourselves and just do magical things that would not be a part of our normal life. I know what you're saying, that you're doing your your regular routine, but uh, I know that you're a very creative guy and things pop into your head and and you execute them very quickly. Keith, will you stay with me for a second? We're going to talk just a little bit longer. It's Keith Sarlos. He was my first guest on Grape Encounters. That was, uh, Keith, 550. Shows ago. Hey man, can you believe that? We, we, yeah, of, well, when you asked, you said, "Hey, will you be on this show?" I knew you'd hit a thousand, so why not be the first one? Oh man, I tell you, I, I would have never imagined that. I mean, we're on in every major market, just uh, tons and tons of radio stations. But, Congratulations, you deserve it. Well, you know what? You just keep talking, right? Anyway, Keith Sarlos at Sarlos and Sons. If you, you get a chance here during the break, you might want to just Google Sarlos and Sons again. It's S A A R L O O S and Sons. Yep. You, you know, you yes. can just put in Sarlos. Okay, we'll be back with more grape no, encounters. Then you'll get wolfhounds. <laughs> you get wolfhounds. Okay, we'll be back with more grape encounters right after this. Stay with me. Thanks. Welcome back to Grape Encounters Radio, broadcasting from our Central Coast Wine Country studio in idyllic Atascadero, California. Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine & More, America's largest independent retailer of fine wine. They carry more than 8,000 different wines from every wine-producing region in the world and offer an equally monumental selection of beer and spirits. Here's David. 
It's an amazing coincidence that the person that I think is the most philosophical, the most entertaining besides myself, the most just interesting person who puts a smile on your face every time you talk to him happens to be a guy that was my very first interview. His name is Keith Sarlos. Sarlos and Sons is the brand. What I think is even more remarkable is that as remarkable as I personally feel that Keith is, the wine's are at the same level. They're just stunning. And they came into the wine business, you know, they were growers. So they ignored all the rules and what everybody was doing and they created their business from the ground up, from the heart and from their instincts. Keith, that's made a huge difference. You were doing stuff 11 years ago that a lot of people have copied now. Forget just putting the varietal on the bottle. You know, you you give every bottle of wine a character and... You know, generally speaking, I guess each wine is a tribute to a family member, right? That's absolutely correct. I mean, when we got into this, it was dead broke and we had fruit and we had to feed people. And when you were saying, you know, why are you out there making deliveries? It's because there's, it's not like there's a money faucet somewhere where, you know, I'm some rich guy that has a boat and a plane and now has a vineyard to round it out. You don't have a boat and a plane? No. Okay. (laughs) Not yet. But you do have a tractor. Buy some wine, maybe. (laughs) You know, and, and by doing this... The beautiful part of it is, you know, when people have a fantasy of what wine is, they usually it's them drinking a bottle on a veranda somewhere. And yeah. and then they want to get into the business. And the business is not that. The business is nothing but hard work and janitorial and fixing things that break. And the beautiful offset of it is that wine is our byproduct from all of our hard work together as a family. Yeah. And what we want to do always, and it feels really good, you know, you saying that people have copied us because we've just followed our path. And when you're the person that, you know, deviates and just says, well, I'm I'm going to go my own way because this is what feels right, not what I've been taught or what I'm imitating. That feels amazing to, to say you see that. And we're never going to be on a stage accepting an award because that's not really who we are. Our, our goal is just to continue to get to do this every day for the rest of our lives. Anybody that's familiar with the Sarlos and Sons brand knows that it is so tightly connected to the character of the family, both, in, in, both in, individually and collectively. And I would think that there would be a very special attraction to the brand right now as families are hunkered down together and there's something about sitting there with a bottle of wine that when you drink it you are reminded of this amazing family and the amazing thing about your family is how well you all work together the amount of love that's there okay you're grinning (laughs) no but i think the fun part my dad and i were sitting there you know in a dirt field yesterday talking from car to car six feet apart and we were just laughing how we we are probably the most, uh, you know, we put pictures of people on our on our bottles and people we love and honor, either honor someone yeah. or prepare for someone. Yeah. And how we are probably one of the most, I would say, uninteresting histories. Like we're not the Firestone families. We're not a big name that has a rich tapestry of, of who we are. We're very common people that I think have always put family first, always got up in the morning and, and went to work, always put one foot in front of the other. And eventually that gets you somewhere. Well, personally, I think that that's the extraordinary part of your story. Ordinary people doing exceptional things. And I know you, you would not put a bottle 
of wine out for sale. You wouldn't pour it for anybody if you didn't love it, period. Yeah. And I mean, if when you put your dad's face on it or your grandpa's or your niece or nephew or your kid's face on it, that's not only the gold standard. It means more to you than probably the person who's going to drink it. And now we have uh, my nieces and nephews and kids are fighting to put their faces on bottles and uh, <laughs> right, right. it's become a little competition. And, and when it comes out, not only are they blown away, my brother said it to me, my dad said it to me and our wives, they are instantly part of something. And as it moves forward, they are somebody and they have a name to live up to and a code of honor. And we've really made some great kids. You know, my kids and my brother's kids, I'm over the moon, proud of them. And they look up at their grandpa and they and grandma and they think the sun rises and sets in it. And we just get to be their parents. Well, I think one of the things that I admire most about Sarlos and Sons and your family is how you guys essentially did a reset back to the time back in probably 1800s and, you know, the early 1900s when winery meant family, that everybody Mm -hmm. was working, whether it was a five-year-old out in the vineyard. And I think that we've become so concerned unnecessarily that, oh gosh, you know, kids around wine and stuff like that. And, 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 you know, you know, but you know what I mean? Everybody's just watching out for everybody. And in reality, it's not, but, but in reality, the nicest people, the nicest families, the nicest children are the ones that I meet who are part of a a wine family. I don't know why that happens, but it's pretty extraordinary. Well, I think if you look at alcohol on television or advertising, right, it's about partying and wine isn't about partying. Wine is about community. It is, you know, we're coming up on Easter and, and, and the last supper, you know, uh, it's communion. It's everybody sharing the same cup, everybody drinking from the same bottle, having a shared experience and being together as one. Right. The fact that the land produces it, we happen to put it into a bottle and, and work hard to get it into your house. When you open that bottle, we want it to be with people you care about and love. And that's been one of the, the best blessings I've seen is watching people choose our wines for important moments in their life. That's and, beautiful. You know, tagging it, a it. And I never saw my dad cry once growing up, but seeing him see people have it on their wedding table or their Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving or Easter or first year engagements or marriage or whatever, it makes our work in a field, in the dirt, out in the rain, absolutely worth it. And I think that's the connection. You know, when kids see that, kids know what where hard work is and where it comes from. And dad doesn't disappear into a building. Dad's out in a field right now. You know, nobody makes me Misery sound more fun than you, Keith Sarlos. We just have a minute. I want you to just give a quick word yeah. of advice and encouragement to everybody that's listening to us and watching us uh, that is unable to travel about. Yeah. The only thing I would say is this too shall pass. Right now it's scary. Staying home is not a scary place. It's your home. And what we're doing is we're protecting each other from each other. And I feel that we are growing closer together through this from a distance. We're getting rid of all the garbage that are taking up time in our life. We're boiling it down to the necessities and what we want. And my suggestion is cook a great meal, share it with someone you love, and then quite honestly, open a great bottle of wine and enjoy yourself. So coming up next, I got to say goodbye to you, Keith, but coming up yeah, next thanks, Dave. is uh, Chef Rick Moonen. And he has been on every major cable channel. He has been interviewed by Good Morning America. You know, the list just goes on and on. So we're going to have him up next. But gosh, Keith, I'm so glad to have you on. It's been so nice talking to you. I want to tell people before we go, though, 
Yeah. Just Google Sarlos, S-A-A-R-L-O-O-S, and Sons. There is just an abundance of material that Keith has created that I think will put a great big smile on your face and just make you feel a lot better about life. Just look yeah. at the, the, these archives of what this family has done. is just stunning, and you will just enjoy it so much. So please do that. Keith, you take care of yourself. Follow us on Instagram. That's probably the best way to, to stay. Instagram, okay. Last thing before I go, I know I'm an hour and a half away, but I want to place an order because I'd, I'd sure. love for you to hand deliver it, okay? Sarlsonsons.com. <laughs> Buy them up. I'll bring it up. All right, brother. Hey, so nice talking to you. Nice seeing you, you too. too. I, I, I didn't recognize you because the hair is a little grayer than it used to be. It, it, I'm a farmer. You get gray quick. It's distinguished looking. All right, we're going to be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. I have to admit it. I have been spending more time on social media than I than I really should be spending. But honestly, some of you folks out there are posting the most amazing things. And it's just so cool to see how creatively people are taking on this horrible, horrible experience, worse than anything probably we've ever had in our lifetime to deal with. Well, there's one guy that I know him just because... Well, we've never met, but I know him because of his work. And I finally got to actually speak to him a couple of days ago. And I just, you know what? I fell in love with him in a in a brotherly sort of way because he's just the epitome of what I think people should be doing in this crisis. He's just a superstar chef. And we'll talk a bit about his resume in a second. But it's Rick Moonen, and he's on with me now. Rick. Hey, gosh, how are you? I'm great. And I'm so, so excited to have you on. I mean, I just, I know your work. I've seen you on the tube a lot of tv stuff right i do i do everything i you know i'm just um uh, you know i like um communicating with people especially especially now you know i mean uh, what else do you really have to do other than connect learn meet your neighbors um give what you can you know i, I have a skill set i'm a chef you know it's what i do for a living and up till a few weeks ago i held the position of master development chef for a company based out of houston texas they have several steakhouses and we created a new concept their name is Perry's, Perry's Steakhouse and yeah, Grill. Yeah, no. You see a lot of them in Texas and around the United States. And um, Master Development Chef, what is that? That's a fancy title. I would, um, out of my home, kitchen and backyard, uh, you know, I have a pizza oven, et cetera, would develop recipes that would change on all systemically throughout the Perry's um, uh, restaurant um, group. So anyway, what that means also is that when I'm developing a recipe in my home, I'm developing a recipe that translates directly to large volume restaurants. So I'm making massive amounts of things. When right. I'm making onion soup, I'm making onion soup that can serve you know, 30, 50 portions of it. So I've got all sorts of things that are embedded in my refrigerator and freezer that I'm giving away to people because I just can't even store it anymore. And I'm meeting so many super cool people in the process doing what I do, what I love. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I almost feel guilty about how excited and happy 
I am right now during a horrible time for many, many people and my heart goes out to them. But I'm doing everything that I can to make myself feel great and realizing, David, I'm sorry that I'm going on a ramble here. <laughs> it's okay. I'm also realizing that you can have a break for a few minutes. I'll just talk. But I'm, I'm realizing <laughs> that, you know, we're going backwards into the time frame of almost like things that I was, it, it, it was just a, a wish in my mind. Wow. How cool would it be if we all talked to each other again and didn't look down we're, at the we're, screens? We're, be, we're being, telephone. we're being forced to get real. And I yeah. think that's, it's, it's an amazing thing. I, I know you didn't hear the guest before you, Keith Sarlos, but you know, he was making the very same statement and what you said about almost feeling guilty about getting some pleasure out of this. I was explaining to Keith that I feel the same way. Like I, there are so many things that I'm doing now that make me feel joyful, despite the fact that it's just me and Henry. Henry's my little uh, multi-poo and yeah. it's just us, you know, but we're locked in a wine bar with more wine than you could possibly imagine. And I get a chance to do a lot of things to connect with people in ways that I've wanted to for a long time. And, you know, but the busyness of everything else that I do made it impossible. And let's talk about busy for a second. I mean, you have done so much TV, uh, Beat Bobby Flay, the, the Today Show, Good Morning America. What am I missing? Uh, uh, Top Chef Masters, Top Chef. Yeah, exactly. Those, yes. The whole Bravo thing. You, you, you yeah. know, you've won, won a James Beard Award, which is like the most incredible thing that you can win if you're in food mm -hmm. and wine. <laughs> and oh my gosh, it, just, it goes on and on. You've, you've been in so many publications. It doesn't um, mean anything if you don't do something with it, David. Yeah, that's great. I got an impressive resume because I have this um, in inquenchable thirst for knowledge and involvement. I love what I do. I love how it allows me to connect to people. Yeah, I, I love to learn cultures and, and you don't learn culture without without connecting with people. And so that is that is my, um, every day I wake up, It's I, I want to meet new people. I want to, I want to know new things. I want to learn by, by arguing with people sometimes to say, you know, I'm going to take a counter perspective on that, David, just to, to hear your side a little bit deeper. I want to feel your passion. I want to, you know, and, and we're getting a chance to do that so much more now because we have the time, you know, people are panicking because they got so much time. They don't know what to do. They're bored. Slow down, stop, look around you, realize what's happening right now. You have the time. Here I am. I'm a dude. I was telling this to my wife the other day. And so I'm getting out of the shower and I'm like, I'm going to put coconut oil on, you know, all <laughs> okay. over because I, I don't do it. I live in the desert and I, I turn into a, like a Gila monster, you know, and I just deal with it. Well, that's what a chef looks like. You know, that's my excuse in my brain. Too busy. Got to do. Wait a minute. I'm going to pamper and I'm going to like feel, see what it feels like to Go really have the time <laughs> to, you know, to do your things. And, and I have to, and now God forbid, Ooh, I have to do my own landscaping. I am getting so intensely connected with my environment my house, my backyard. You got to understand, I, I have a lot of things that grow. If I have, I'm of the mentality of, I'm going to have an irrigation system in the desert that I'm going to make food. And now food is taking over my yard because the guys that I normally hire to maintain my property when I'm traveling a maniac and doing all these things, they're not, they're not working. And now the biodiversity in my backyard, meaning that everything is overgrowing, all of the volunteer seeds in my compost are sprouting. I've got like caballon lemon coming out of my 
grapevine pot, you know, silly, silly things that you never would expect because no chemicals are being used. Awesome. It makes me awesome. realize that the biggest winner, the biggest winner out of all of this insanity is going to be our environment. And I'm an environmentalist, so I'm just dancing. Yeah, and and let, let me jump in for a second because people call you the godfather of sustainability and we're referring to seafood, mm-hmm. I think, more than anything. Talk about that because you okay. are legendary in that world. And I know you don't like, uh, you're a humble guy, but just talk about the work that you've been doing because it's really awesome. Um, that's that's 25 years plus, David. So we go way back and we're going to need uh, two hours. Well, of just, you got, you got 30 cool. seconds, so go ahead. <laughs> right. 30, 30 seconds time. I'm, I'm of the mentality that we are oceans uh, being held together by our skin. Our bodies have the same percentage of water within them as the percentage of water on our planet. Coincidental? Maybe. Wait, but there's more. Taste your tears. Taste your sweat. It's salt water. Ooh, that's really, it's getting creepier now, right? Yes, but it is. One more. Where, where's this going? Our, our emotions, it's our connection to our world. And the world is mostly ocean. We're on planet ocean, not planet earth. I know you can't grow vines and make wine. I know your thing. I'm talking about me and the, the, the you know sustainable uh, mentality that I've, I've embraced is everything comes from the ocean. Everything comes from the sun and the ocean. And that's why I've embraced and tried to protect our ecosystem so that we have continual supply of the amazing foods that I feel privileged to put my hands on as a chef. And, and all you have to do is put your toys away at the end of the night. But now we have to, we, we're, leaving the, we're leaving our environment alone. We have to. Farmers aren't farming as much, unfortunately, but that's going to mean they're going to be using, they're going to stop using Roundup and all the chemicals that have to be used yeah, in order to. Exactly. Um, and so everything is going to reinvent itself. But that happening, biodiversity is going to happen, which is what's happening in my backyard. I've got a field of arugula flowering in my backyard. I've got a swarm of bees on them, so I don't do I don't dare cut down the flowers. I just let it roll. And I've got a I got cilantro, I've got Swiss chard, I've got kale, I've got I mean besides the normal rosemary and and all the herbs and everything, and I've got fruit trees, etc. My backyard's a jungle, and I couldn't be happier because I know what's going on in the earth right now. Down below, there's a war going on. There's a, you know bacteria starting to, to develop more richly, and and everything else that's coming in and in, in being involved in. It. I'm just watching that, and this all comes from me not having a you know, landscaper in my pocket, and, and, that, and so it goes it, deep. I'm sorry. It, no, no, no. It's that is it is really insightful, and one of the things that I've been watching, and I feel so so excited about is the fact that you know during this you know terrible tragedy, we're seeing things like the the waters in Venice clearing up, and you all know in the canals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And people are really focusing on the environment. And I got to tell you something. I am angry, angry, angry about people in leadership positions who are not paying attention to the environment, who don't believe in climate change, all of these things. It is There is so much science. It's not voodoo. It's not people making up garbage. It's the real deal. And the environment, animals, plants, suffering right now. We've got coral fields that are disintegrating under the water, and it's shameful to not pay attention. So I think that this is a a side benefit of this crisis. You know, sometimes good things come out of bad situations. Agreed. Are we going to take a little break? It had to happen. Well, yeah, there's always a tipping point, isn't there? All right. Hey, listen, we are so glad to have on uh, Rick Moon, and uh, he is just a master chef 
And he had two really, really amazing restaurants uh, in the Mandalay Bay Hotel for quite a while. Those closed, and we'll touch on that in just a second, if you don't mind, Rick. And then I sure. want, but but what I really want to talk to you about is what you and your wife are doing every day. All right, we'll be back with Chef Rick Moonen in just a second. Stay with me. It's Grape Encounters Radio coming to you from the bunker. Just uh, me and Henry, our little multi-poo, alone and trying to love life and share the love with you. All right, so big deal. You're stuck in your house. I'm stuck in my wine cellar, which isn't bad. Got my little multi-poo, Henry. 18 pounds of pure love. I also get to talk to really awesome people by means of systems like Zoom. And I'm looking face-to-face at one of the great chefs in America, Rick Moonen. And he and his wife are doing something that I just thought was amazing, hysterical, so much fun. Rick, talk yes, about David. it. Yes, David. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What are you guys doing? Well, because I'm cooking all the time and people are forced to do it. I mean, there's a lot of people that would work all the time and they, they daily went out to eat or something was delivered, you know. So they right. don't really have a clue on what to do with what they have accessible to them right now whether it's embedded in their pantry and the refrigerators right now, or it's something that they can have delivered by local services. Okay. Changes throughout the United States. So my wife and I were asked, um, no, she was actually reading the morning paper and she saw that I'm, I live in Las Vegas. Let's start there. And there's a lot of entertainers here and are well-recognized people. And my wife was reading in the paper that they were doing uh, this new broadcast of, uh, you know, like a singer will sing. Or my friend Frankie Marina will play the piano and entertain. And so I said, hey, I'd like to throw my name in the hat. You know, and they said, okay, what do you got in mind? And I said, my wife been working on this concept of quarantine cuisine. Quarantine cuisine. <laughs> yeah, where you go into your pandemic pantry, pull out whatever you Pand- have. Oh, no, pandemic pantry. I didn't hear that part. That's great. Oh, yeah, of course. It's all, it's all part of the storyline. And then, you, you know, it's almost like because we were addicted to chopped for so long. So it's kind of like, all right, honey, bam, what are you, you going to make out of that? By the way, Ted's been on this show, Ted Allen. Oh, he has. What yeah, yeah. We had a gr- great great conversation oh, anyway he's a good 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 he's, he's good at what he does i didn't mean to interrupt so the pandemic pantry do you guys get dressed up for this oh well, of course we do my wife is she's got me doing all kinds of stuff man that okay so we did a show where and it ended up being a paella and i'm gonna tell you something paella came out better than any authentic paella because we had to use we used canned sardines canned tuna you know i mean it was peas out of a can and it had, oh we opened it up and it had mushrooms and and onions in it too we threw them in uh, uh, off the charts we didn't have chicken stock so i crumbled up a bouillon cube and the rice was pre-cooked and it was it was it came together so quickly we did it live and and it just broadcast through the Greenspun Media Group. If you, if you look up on YouTube and Greenspun Media Group and my name, you'll get to see it. We will take the link and we'll put it on grapeencounters.com too That'd so people awesome. can watch it. By the way, the videos that I watched that you have produced are so good. Yeah. Just great. I mean, you oh, are. And also, you also should be on television, of, actually. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got a face for radio, obviously. So that's all right. <laughs> that's what they say, right? Um, we did, I'm, I'm also a chef advocate for Feast It Forward, which is a, a, out of California, out of uh, Napa Valley. Right now it's shut down like everything else. But I did a, a series of uh, cooking tips and, and they're called um, uh, Recipe Reveal on YouTube. You should check those out. I mean it. Those, those are, that's some of my best work. Recipe Reveal. 
recipe reveal revealed. I think with the revealed. ED, okay, but feast it forward is all you really need. All right. So what, what we're going to do is when we're offline, we're going to make a list of some of the best stuff that you have. I'll put okay. all those links on grapeencounters.com. So gang, look for it after Sunday. It'll probably be Monday or Tuesday of next week, but it'll be there. Believe me, you're going to fall in love with this guy. Although I'm going to rat you out right now, chef. All right, go rat me out. You're holding back. If, if, if I could let you speak with the passion that you really have, the kind of language that's used in a busy kitchen, yeah. there would be beeps all over the place. Yeah, man. Moon and Unleashed. It's uh, it's not for it's not for prime time. Chefs are a, a passionate lot. I mean, if you're a, if you're a great chef, chances are you peak out way higher than most people. No, chefs are funny. You know, this is the part that you don't think about, David. The chefs are insecure. Really? They are. Why? Yeah, and they're only comfortable in their little domain, their kitchen, because they've built that around you, and that became your single subject focus for, for me, 63 years of my life. You know, the day I was born, I was eating. I mean, I wasn't always. But we need reinforcement every single day. That's why we go out in the dining room and say, how's it going? How do you like it? And they're like, oh, it's so great. It's so lovely. You're like, okay. And that gets you through tonight. And then tomorrow, you don't believe it. And you start all over again and wonder how you can do it better. That's what a real chef is. And real chef does. All right. So all right, I got, like I got, comedians, you it, know, they're insecure as well. How do yeah, I do but you're, you're, you are a comedian. And I, and I got, got to <laughs> tell you something. You inspired me. We were talking yesterday, just having a casual conversation. You inspired me. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning this morning. Mm-hmm. And I said, I got to write some jokes for the chef. Oh, boy. Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready? I, I don't know what uh, do I have to do to be this, ready. Yes, this, of course I'm ready. The, this is the premiere, okay? Chef, what's the difference between hand sanitizer and cheap wine? Uh, well, hand sanitizer and cheap wine. They both go on different parts of your body. I don't know what. No, hand sanitizer tastes better. <laughs> but I'm bummed. All right. This is a good one for you, okay? Yeah. And these are all wine-oriented because we are a wine show. Although I did, Understood. I do have, I, I have another one for you. When shelter in place is over, why will diners be less resistant to buy expensive bottles on the wine list? Because because you bought them all. No, because they'll be used to paying through the nose for stuff they really don't need. <laughs> yeah, it's the gougers. Okay, how come people who refuse to drink crummy wine mm-hmm. aren't hoarders? Because who the hell wants to have crummy wine around? On your house. Now, the answer is because smart people don't hoard. Uh. <laughs> Here's one for you because you're into the fish thing. How come fishermen aren't going out during this crisis? How come fishermen aren't going out there in this crisis? Because the supply and demand curve has been drastically changed. No, because they heard that there's no school anywhere. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, wait, please give me a second here. I have to recover from that one. Oh, I know. That was a reach. You know what? We're going to end it as far as the jokes are concerned. But those were for you. I wrote those for you. That's so sweet. You you got up at three o'clock in the morning for that gem. And I got zero answers correct. You could stop doing that. I know. You were looking for serious answers. All right. (laughs) So here's what we're going to do. We are going to connect you with Chef Moonen. He's done an amazing amount of stuff. You got to get on my Facebook page. My my wife and I are taking themes every night. And uh, we're getting dressed up in that theme. And at 630, because the sun sets at 7, we Stop at four o'clock. We take showers, make dinner. One night it was Irish stew. So we started with drank Guinness. I had Conamara, which is a, a smoked Irish whiskey on the rocks. Ooh. I had my kilt on. My no, hands. come on. Dr- oh yeah, no, no, no. Sir, you look you- on you look on my Facebook page. We've got oh, one was no. a Miami theme, and I got pink shorts on, and my <laughs> built moreover jacket, and and we're drinking because uh, we got so much mint growing in our backyard. We had to make mojitos. Oh, of Go course. drink the mojitos. So it's a Western theme. 
theme tonight. So y'all, yeehaw, kicking back. And of course, Alexa's always in the background playing the appropriate music. My neighbors are starting to come out now and everybody wants to be a part of this party. It's insane. And then we've got people that want to do it virtually who aren't in our neighborhood. So that's a whole nother thing. Chef Rick Moon and Google him. Go friend him on Facebook or follow him or whatever. I don't know what kind of a Facebook page you got, but go over there, get involved. I've talked to so many people who are depressed and they're pacing the floors. It's people like Chef Moonen that find fun in adversity. Mm. I salute you for that, man. I think you're an amazing guy. Thanks. And people really, really need to get behind the kind of things that both you and, and my friend Keith Sarlos, who preceded you, are doing because you're bringing a lot of happiness to people in a really sad time. Love you for that, man. Just so you know, it's Chef Rick Moonen if you want to follow me on Facebook. All right, that's going to do it for Grape Encounters today. I had a ball. Glad you all tune in. Follow us on Facebook as well. Just go to Grape Encounters. Look for that and we'll be back here next week with much much more and that's the least we can do for you